Hello and welcome to this update episode of the History of Football podcast. We are uh, today talking about uh, the Slovenia Premier Liga with it coming back next week. Um, just one quick bit of um, podcast business to get out of the way first of all. Um, please do tell me if you have any problems accessing this episode. But if you're listening to it, you probably don't. But um, I have actually switched podcast hosts from Podbean to uh, Anchor, which is primarily because Podbean costs £14 a month and Anchor costs £0 a month. And I like to spend that money on a Swift subscription. Um, <laughs> so um, I've been able to find uh, what seems to be a very good substitute. Everything seems to be working um, since I've actually made the move. This is the first episode I've recorded and will publish since switching over. Um, so I do see if there are any issues, please do let me know. Um, and we are still sort of at the point where I can go back if I need to. Um, but enough of the uh, boring talk about uh, podcast hosts and let's go on to the boring talk about Slovenian football um, because of course this is sort of the nation of Yugoslavia I know the most about when it comes uh, to football so I do tend to go on a bit um, I will try to keep it uh, to a reasonable length this time um, as you've probably seen with with the um podcast we've done on Croatia and Serbia. We will sort of go through it section by section of the league. So we'll obviously start at the top, which is um, really the, the, the title race is between three sides, um, Maribor, Olympia and Mura. Um, one of those sides has had quite a lot of drama over the winter. If you know Slovenian football, you can probably guess which one. Um, but we'll start off at uh, the league leaders, Maribor, who have had a uh, far more peaceable um, winter than others. Um, they've lost uh, a couple of players, and, which is mainly Micha Villar, uh, the left-back who's returned to um, one of his previous clubs, Copair. Uh, and they've uh, replaced him with a guy from the... Argentinian third tier from a team called Atletico Villa San Carlos. The gentleman's called Ignacio Guerico. Um, and we will obviously see how he does. Um, Maribor are a bit of a funny side, um, as they have been the past couple of seasons. But under Mauro Camaronesi, there's a little bit more competence about them. Um, there's a little bit more competence about them, more than anything. They so issues that have really hamstrung the team over the past couple of seasons have been that they have a very poor defence and that they had a great roster of attacking players, but there just wasn't any actual chemistry there. The latter of those problems has more or less been sorted out. Maribor, um, you know, do score a lot of goals. They have the best goal difference in the division. That's not really so much an issue. You know, they've scored 38 goals so far. They've also conceded 23, which is over 19 goals. Sorry, over 19 games. Still quite a lot of goals to concede if you want to be considered uh, a side that's going to win any division uh never mind uh you know never mind in slovenia uh which you know is sort of naturally but maybe one of the lower scoring leagues in the region um 
Olympia beat them uh, in the last uh, Eternal Derby uh, on 3rd of December, uh, although they you know, went from their unbeaten to the end of the autumn section of the season, albeit they didn't keep a clean sheet uh, <laughs> after that, uh, conceding one against Creature, one against Copair, one against Mura, and two against uh, Bottomside Alumini. Um, it, they are our team you could probably have the most confidence in, uh, to do something out of the three in the title shakeup. Um, if Mario Caronese can sort out the defence, and to be quite honest, it probably won't be sorted out purely because um, the actual mobility issues they have in the middle there, um, you know, from Spiro Pelicic, from Ilya Martinovic, and uh, Nemanja Mitrovic, um, you know, they don't have guys in there who can really deal that well with pace and with movement which you know is a pretty big thing that they're going to have to face over the season now obviously um Manny Mitrovic who just mentioned there it was the best of them he's done his name he's out for the rest of the season so you know they are very reliant on Ilya Martinovic and Spiro Berdic who are great physical centre-backs uh in terms of you know if you're putting balls into the box they're not going to lose too many physical battles in terms of strength. But once you get them turned, then they're in trouble. So that is something um, that teams will still try to exploit. And that's your argument as to why Maribor might not win the title this season. Moving on to their eternal rivals, of course, Olympia. Uh, well, they are the side who have had the rather crazy winter break um it is more or less um incumbent upon olympia to provide the entertainment for the entire league uh, and when it comes to the randomness that uh, they do but let's just really quickly try and capture what they've done this winter because it has been a pretty special one for them so um firstly they sacked manager dinos gender um who had got them second who had you know actually done pretty well with them um as the season went on, they had a couple of disappointing results. Don't get me wrong, but they looked, on occasion, the best side in the league. Uh, you know, from a 90-minute scenario, you know, they beat Maribor 2-0 um, at Stozice in December. So, you know, that is a really great mark to be setting. Um, but he got sacked anyway. Um, then, the club basically lost loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of players so leaving the club and i'm just going to run through the names because these are all players who were playing for the side goran milovic mila samajic ante vukasic angel lisikov drazen bagaric harris kadrich emery kostic who's come back on loan makro perkovic jussi lupeta mihail kamikov yakov blagaic mario kvesic ivan mochinic Daniel Gami and Luka Marin. Now, <laughs> Vesic and Mucinic had only signed for the club in November. Uh, so they were basically there for two months and then sent on their way. Um, Ostic has actually been sold to Troyes, um, who are part of the Manchester City Global Foundation Group 
I think City Football Group, you call them, um, and has been loaned back. So obviously they've got an okay amount of money for them. And they have brought players in under new manager, Goran Stankovic, who's come to the club from uh, Cherry Box 24, Thawar Um Some of their um, signings have been eye-catching. Um, you know, Nino Pugartek, from, who's joined um, after leaving Celier. Uh, Antonio Delamere Minal, obviously formerly of this parish, um, who uh, had been at New England Revolution. Uh, and Mihaly Perovic as well, good Montenegrin striker, is coming in from Zoria Luhansk. Um, yeah, they're solid reinforcements, um, but it has been a bit of just a weird amount of movement uh, for any transfer window, never mind a winter one. Uh, see, the final thing is that uh, the club itself is sort of under new stewardship. It's the, um, previously owned by Milan Mandaric. Uh, he has a new investor, Zelko Mandaric. Um, no relation, funnily enough. Um, he is, um, for British listeners, uh, the best way I could describe him is he is essentially the Croatian Eddie Stobart. Um, and yeah, that is where they are. Um, I mean, it is even more difficult than usual to sort of guess what Olympia are going to do because everything's changed. Um, Stankovic coming in you know, has previous at Olympia, he was, um, you know, managing the youth teams before he went to uh, Davos Sazana. Um, but you know, his time there wasn't necessarily that impressive. You know, uh, the cherries were really poor away from home. And, you know, even their formidable home advantage that they have at Raikostolta, uh, you know, had been eroded a little bit. Um, I wouldn't want to immediately put uh, uh, some sort of prediction is going to fail, but it's not exactly the most encouraging of situations for him to take over and not exactly the most encouraging of CVs for him to have so far this season they will be tested straight away you know the first game back is away in Copair. the second game is at home to Mura <laughs> that's two teams who will be looking to get to take three points from Olympia and uh, a good start is going to be essential if Olympia really want to uh, have any sort of chance of winning the title um, we'll see how they do um, it is a thankless task trying to make any predictions about how Olympia are going to do uh, so I'm going to try and restrain myself from doing any because I will inevitably look like a fool but uh, you probably have good money on uh, Goran Stankovic um, not lasting the rest of the season um, <laughs> uh, because no Olympia manager manager manages to last much more than a half a season or so. Um, when it comes to the team in third, uh, we have uh, Mura. Now, Mura are a team I sometimes uh, am given a little bit of flack about in terms of that I like them. Um, I do like them. Um, you know, they have good fans. They have actual, you hesitate to say an ultras culture, but um as much as there is one in Slovenia, they have it. Uh, and, you know, it provides a really nice flavour to the league. They have added to the side over the winter um, with no players going out. There's two, well, there's three players who come in. David Jurak uh, is coming from Medi 
Mirge in uh, the Juga Liga in Croatia. Uh, Samson Din Uro from uh, Dinamo Zagreb second team. And uh, key signing, Mihail Klepac from Alumni. Klepac is a great little player. Um, he was absolutely fantastic last season. He hasn't excelled so much this season, but Alumni dropped off massively anyway. So you can sort of forgive him that. Um, he is really, really good. Um, and it is a really eye-catching signing for them to bring him in, particularly given they've sort of kept everyone else. Um, and you would really fancy them to get a bit more than third. Um, you know, they have this consistency about them. They are extremely solid at the back. Um, and... You know, when you take out their losses, you know, the couple of silly losses early in the season, they would be up there with Maribor up there pushing at at the top. One of these days, they will win the league. Um, You know, the solidness and long-term planning of the project is something that is quite alien to Slovenia, at least at the sharp end uh, this season. Um, We will certainly see how they kick off the spring. Uh, the first game is at home to Tabor Susanna, which is going to be three points for Mura. That's just how Tabor Susanna work. Um, and then, of course, they travel away to Stasice to face Olympia, which will really going to be a litmus test for both sides as to their title ambitions. If Mura can get that a win there, that will firstly put them second but uh, that will establish them as the main challenges to Maribor for the remainder of this season moving down just three points behind Mura on Saturn 30 points is uh, promoted Copea now Copea you've know, done very well um so, you know, when you're promoted side if you're in fourth and you know, looking straight at a, a what will potentially be a Europa Conference League uh, place, as it is this season, you know, it's always a good sign. Their signings have been fine um, in terms of the business they've done. Bringing in Mihal Kamikov, who obviously left Olympia, uh, went back to his parent club of Osijek and came straight back out to Copenhagen. Um Victor Juffo, um, a 27-year-old Brazilian midfielder who uh, has had quite a good record previously in Macedonia. And, of course, Mitya Villa um, from Maribor. Um, it makes them a bit of a stronger prospect, we have to say. Um, I, I, for any promoted side, you can't necessarily expect them to do wonders. I do have concerns about them from an attacking perspective. Um, now, okay, I'm saying that from this <laughs> full in full knowledge that Nadim Malhusinovic, um, their top support striker uh, rather than the main striker, is uh, the top scorer in the league. Um, but that's, to be quite honest, that was his expected progression anyway from my own perspective. Um, their support to him isn't necessarily that great. Um, you, know, you have in the midfield, you have the, the evergreen genius that is Dario Vesic and his outstanding technique and left foot that you know uh, can un- unlock any defence. But uh, you know, 
in that centre, they've been using um, Argentinian Claudio Spinelli a lot. He has impressed visually. Um, he is some great hair and let's be quite honest, he's a very handsome man, um, but hasn't impressed in terms of anything he's actually done on the pitch yet. Um, Nikola Krajinovic on the right wing has been much better. Um, he was you know, previously uh, you know, quite hotly tipped at uh, Lokomotiva Zagreb. Didn't make it there, has come to Slovenia and has really impressed uh, this season. But, you know, they're definitely a club that is on the way, but missing a couple of key points to actually be able to confidently say that they will uh, maintain a challenge uh, for the rest of the season, particularly given the teams that will be chasing them through the spring. First of which is of the, the recovery boys um, as they have been this season. Uh, Domzal. Um, now, Domzal sit five points back from uh, Copair, but, you know, have had their share of results and it finished off the autumn in very good form with seven games unbeaten. Okay, it was three wins and four draws, but, you know, it's still showing a level of consistency. Um, Dario Korobaric has really impressed um, this season so far. Uh, and you know, yeah, they've not really lost anything that's any loss to them. Um, they've not really brought, they've not brought anyone in either, but... Um, yeah, we're talking about a site which was clicking towards the end of the autumn. It's been kept together. It goes in straight out against Maribor. That's uh, going to be a real test for them. Uh, but the last time they played them, that was 4-3 um, to Maribor. So, you know, it showed that Domzal can really hang with them, can really push the league leaders. Um, the, sec- the game after that, uh, current schedule for Valentine's Day, uh, will be a much bigger test. Um sort of. Um, it will be Thelier, who we'll talk about um, now. We will skip Tower Susanna uh, just for a moment um, to talk about Sally, who are, of course, the reigning champions, but are seventh and uh, have had a, sort of similarly to um, Olympia, quite a bit of change. So, the day after the uh, winter, sorry, the winter, the autumn campaign closed, um, the Slovenian football world was rocked by the departure from Selye of manager Dusan Kosic, who had, of course, won the title with them. Replacing him uh, is Czech midfielder, and um, well, he's best known as a midfielder, um, but has been managing in the second tier um, of Czech football, the team Ushti Nadlabem uh, is, of course, uh, Yiri Jaroszek. Um, now, Jaroszek as a player, um, if you don't know the names right off the head, had, uh, spell at Chelsea, spell at Celtic, uh, yeah, really uh, was a very good midfielder uh, indeed, and uh, has done okay as a manager so far. I mean, he's in the Czech second tier, so it's not obviously not impressed wildly, but. We will see how he does at Cellier. Um, in terms of the business he's been allowed to do, um, we've seen plenty of ins and outs. We've seen um, going out uh, as major players, uh, Nino Pongatek, who you know has gone to Olympia, Roman Bezak, who had come in in the autumn, to be quite honest, hadn't impressed. Um, he didn't impress that much at Olympia last season. He didn't impress at Cellier here. He's gone to uh, the Turkish League, to Balikeresh, 
sorry, Balde Keshirspo, uh, and uh, Rock Strauss in the midfield, who um, sort of had been a bit in and out. Um, coming in, we've seen some interesting um, transfers, I think it's fair to say. Uh, most recently, Stefan Vigo, who's coming from Inter Zaprešić, uh, who's a Bosnian under-21 international uh, in his heyday when he was at uh, Hamburg. Hasn't shown much, too much since. Um, Anel Haric has come in from Zajesnikar. He has had previously a very good scoring record in the second tier of Slovenian football. Went to Belgium, didn't work out. Um, ended up at Zajesnikar after trying to shop himself around all of Europe uh, and finding no one interested. Uh, then didn't work out at Zajesnikar. Six months later, he's at Zelje. Um, it's not exactly an encouraging career path, let's put it that way. Um, Yuri Machatic. Uh, coming in from Illumini in the midfield is a really good pickup, uh, as is Esther Sucler, uh, centre forward, uh, young centre forward coming in from uh, Brasice. Uh, and you know, as a prospect, Nino Kukovic has come in from uh, the youth team of Fiorentina. Again, a, with a new manager, it is very much juries out. Um, definitely, so you had underperformed. This season so far, you know, to, for the reigning champions to be in seventh year, so I have to underperform. But um, you know, you're looking at two very different sides. Aside for that first four or five games of the season, where they were juggling league and European arrangements, you know, the games against Dundalk, the games against um, the uh, uh, Scandinavian team, they had the next round whose name I've completely forgotten. If you can't tell, um, then you know, at that point. Uh, they sold Visinger, sold Lotrich, uh, sold the you know, really attacking core of the team that won them the title. And funnily enough, it didn't uh, improve results. You know, they ended the autumn in pretty poor form. You know, their last seven games, they lost four, losing to Marlborough, losing to Bravo, losing to Tabor Shazana, and losing on the last day to Mura. Um, there's definitely work to do. It is disheartening to see... Um, the really long-term planning of the side, sort of abandoned by Kosic. Um, but, uh, you know, he's probably quite rightly sort of saw the writing on the wall and said, you know, I've taken this side as far as I can. Um, we will see how Janosic does. Um, they're sort of quite lucky in terms of the nature of the league is that they won't be under pressure from relegation this season. But we'll get to that in a moment. Um, sandwiching Domzal and Zeli are, of course, Tabor Susanna. Now, uh, they've had to replace their manager, oh yes, uh, and have replaced him, replaced Goran Stankovic with uh, Igor Bozic. Now, when it comes to Bozic, he isn't, uh, you know, a unfamiliar uh, figure to the league in any way, shape or form. Um, but uh, you know, for the league, um, you know, Tapasana have a very clear diversity between the home and away form. They're very good at home, they're very poor away. Um, and there's no reason to expect that that won't keep up, <laughs> you know, in, in the spring. You know, Breikostolfer is a, a tiny ground, it is a ground that most leagues wouldn't even allow a game of football to be played on. Um, we do in Slovenia. And, you know, it's for the benefit of the league very much. They have lost a couple of big players. Um, 
not least, uh, Mario Zibic and Mario Babic. Babic being probably the bigger loss of the two. Coming in, uh, our midfielder from Ruda Verenje, uh, Zsigar Szenyek, and uh, centre-back uh, Antonio Azinovic, who's coming from the Austrian leagues. Um, there's no reason to expect them to do anything other than what they do, which is win at home and lose away. And... Um, <laughs> That is not saying that from a level of ignorance of the side or anything like that. That is just what this side does. Um, and we will see it again and again and again through through the spring. Um, and they have a nice little buffer on those uh, sides below them. They'll be okay this season. Next season is going to be the real litmus test uh, for them. Uh, realizing I've used that particular saying twice this episode, which is probably more than I've used it in total for the entire um podcast series so far um so the litmus test for the side in eighth bravo is simply have they got a good striker this time um last season's raw of the league was you know very much fired by uh alios Marco, uh, who's an unknown from maribor and uh rocco battalina who's unknown from dinamo Zagreb. this time um they went for Michele Sego, who um, you know, was previously very highly touted at uh, Hajduk, and then spent last season out on loan to Slavian Belupol, and did very little, and spent the first half of this season on loan at Bravo, and did very little, and has gone back. Coming in in his stead are, firstly, uh, a former um, Bravo player in... Uh, the former Ruda Valenia player, even in Milan Tucic, who had gone off to uh, Leuven in Belgium, had actually managed to get himself one game in the uh, top tier of Belgian football, but uh, has come straight back on loan. And uh, Mitya Krizan, of who had been at Lommel, so again, Belgian second tier, he was. He was previously of Bravo um, in the season prior to them coming to the top flight. Uh, Tucic probably is a pretty good get. Um, to be quite honest, and will provide more to them than Seiko did. Um, they start their campaign uh, before everyone else against Tabor Susana and are hosting Tabor Susana, so we'll probably start it with three points. Then they uh, host Garicha, uh, again, bottom side Garicha, so that is going to be another hopefully three points for them. They won't have any worries. Um, Grabic is a very good manager, and um, they will certainly not be looking over their shoulders. The two teams who will be looking over their shoulders are Alumni, uh, who are in ninth, and Gorica, who are in 10th. And we'll very quickly hit on those. Now, Alumni have had a lot of ins and outs. Uh, obviously, Machacic and Klepac, the two big goes, um, to Sally and Muir, respectively, coming in. Uh, Harris Cartridge from uh, Olympia, up front. Uh, Clement Bolha, who um, has been around a while. He's coming from uh, Zagiris. Um, and also Amen Jelek, who's coming from Sivasbol on loan. Um, they've, in Klepach and Manchasic, they've lost a lot of solidity, a lot of uh, legs. Uh, and a lot of legs that will be very hard for them to replace, particularly in wide areas. Um, that would be my big concern about them. Uh, when it comes to Goricha, uh, my big concern about them is that they're not very good in defence. Um, <laughs> they've taken a couple of houndings this season so far um, and have added plenty 
to the squad, bringing in uh, Matic Sinic, uh, obviously formerly of Olympia. Uh, Edin Sehic comes in from Rudez, uh, and a couple of younger players from around the league. Um, yeah, it's it's really not going to be enough for them. Um, you know, they finished the uh, autumn with seven defeats on the bounce, and they finished the autumn with seven defeats on the bounce for a reason because they're not very good at the pack. Um, I don't see any reason to suspect that they will avoid relegation, unfortunately, for them. Um, they will only hope that Illumini are so damaged by the losses that they've had that uh, it pretty much does them in for, well, not just the start of the spring, but uh, the entirety of the spring and summer. Although, you know, as anyone who's sort of seen Illumini over the past, you know, we're not just talking six months, we're talking three or four seasons, they always have a sustained period of form at some point generally it's been in the autumn this time around it wasn't you would still bet on them to show the class that they have uh, throughout the club at some point so that is the Slovenian Premier League managed to get it in under half an hour which is quite impressive um, for me um, because uh, Anchor actually puts a little time limit because I'm recording in the browser um, so if I went over 30 minutes it would stop and it would tell me off. The league is back this Saturday uh, with Bravo against Tabor Um One note I would say is there is due to be quite a lot of snow coming into Slovenia over the next couple of weeks or so I'm a little bit of a meteorological nut at the minute for some reason because it, Britain's in lockdown so I have nothing better to do um, so it may be that there are postponements and bits and bobs which do delay uh, although I would note that Slovenia does tend to have a very differing interpretation of what sort of weather qualifies a football game to be postponed than almost any other nation um, in the world <laughs> um, so do definitely keep your eye out on the uh Sweden leagues. Um, you can very easy to find on YouTube for highlights, very easy to find on TVIN.si for free live games. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've been able to enjoy this first anchor episode with no trouble, and I will catch you next time.